Man, you're out of shape when hitting the button. I'll just do the <laughs> breathe heavy. <laughs> Today on Just These Guys, we will be talking about discipline and passion. Oh, yeah. How to be passionately disciplined. And just in time for February 14th, Valentine's Day. Yes. Woo, I didn't even think about that. It is good to be passionate on Valentine's Day. We got Mike, the pastor. We got Lance, the psychologist. And we're here in the studio bringing you more wisdom. How about this? Cheese. <laughs> you know, I can honestly say, as a Chiefs fan... I can stand here today and say, even if they hadn't pulled that win out, it was one of the best Super Bowls I have ever seen. It was definitely a back and forth defensive struggle strategy. You can see the coaches' brains working. Oh, yeah. The whole entire game, I just, I enjoyed the emotional roller coaster ride. It was like back and forth, back. They were such. Talk about two teams that deserve to be in the Super Bowl. They were both just incredibly they were they were ready. Now, meant, in fact, the 49ers outplayed them the majority of the game. This is the way I feel. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about that today. Okay. Right after. Oh, 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 here we go. I celebrate the Chiefs win. Even though I'm a Steelers fan living here in Kansas, I mm-hmm. I do support my alumni, Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And the local hometown three-time Super Bowl champion. Mr. Blake Bell. Mr. Blake Bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so just fun to be watching, to be alive (laughs) during this (laughs) time. You know, people forget the 49ers have been to two Super Bowls now here within the last four or five years. They haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years. Right. It, it is. This is a rare thing to even be talking about the opportunity for a dynasty is incredible. And who did the 49ers lose to each time? I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. They are going to look back on history and say, that damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why was he here? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just. Awesome. I love it. But yeah. Well, today, the topics, discipline and passion. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the Chiefs season, the Chiefs Super Bowl win, illustrate these concepts very, very well. And and what what kind of brought this to me was um, already twice in this past week, I, I had two separate people ask me this question. Did you invent these um, cognitive skills that you're teaching. Yeah. And, and I had to explain, no, I, I didn't invent anything. I'm not that bright. Right. But what I've tried to do is take the skill sets, the, the mental skill sets that people who are successful try to isolate those, figure them out, and then digest them down into something that I can explain to somebody else so that you may develop those same skill sets. And that's the root of, that's what the book Fundamental um, the fundamental four fundamentals in the book 12 to how mm-hmm. to transform your mind, the four fundamentals. That's what that is, is the, the basic core concepts that a, 
allow us to shift from negative thinking to positive thinking, to move from uh, uh, a failure mentality to a successful mentality. Mm-hmm. And we saw that on display in, in, in the Super Bowl. With the Chiefs' win, we have a chance to illustrate a couple of these concepts between discipline and passion. Big time. If you think about, you were talking about this uh, earlier, uh, earlier last week in the podcast, the, uh, the Chiefs' season it was kind of a, when you look back now, it was kind of a tale of two seasons. We, we were joking that their season turned around when Taylor Swift came into the house. Right. And not to diss Taylor Swift. She may have had some of that. Sure. But they were willing to really take a look at how things were going and then recognize, okay, well, we need to make some changes. We need to make some shifts in how we're going to move forward instead of just relying on what they used to be able to do. They had to change their offensive scheme. The defense has had it all season. They have been just knocked out amazing all year long. That's what has kept them. They won this Super Bowl this year. They won the season because of their defense sure. primarily. It's, it was the offense before, and now it was the defense. But the offense had to make some adjustments. Sure. Just being able to drop back and throw the ball deep was not going to work anymore. And so in the first half of the season, they were doing – what they've always done. Right. Drop back, throw the ball deep, you know, look for the big splash plays. Yep. They yep. weren't happening. Spread the ball around to as many guys as you can. And they figured out, no, we got to make some adjustments. And, and and they did an amazing job. And that's what happened in the second half. You're talking about they, they became focused yep. on a lot more of what they can control. Boom. The running game. The short passes, the the doing the things that we're going to just, it was almost like we're going to go from being the hare to the tortoise. And we're going to go methodically down the field and under control. And we're going to advance one play at a time. And it's just, it worked. And that ability of the, the players and the coaching staff to have that kind of self-control, that kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. To look at what they're doing and say, this isn't working. And then instead of becoming frustrated and trying to force it to work, yeah. they stepped back said, let's make changes yeah. to what we are doing. Their ability to be disciplined yeah. and uh, look at what they have control over and make those changes turn their season around. Yeah, absolutely. The passion was still there, but what was happening was the passion was starting to get a little out of control. Well, and, you know, the, the passion, when you look at the, the Super Bowl, it's kind of the same concept with discipline and passion because in the first half of the Super Bowl, they were playing very undisciplined. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, players were trying to make too many plays on defense, so they were getting out of position. They, you know, and so the running game was working well because some players were flying to the ball, but then the guy would cut back to the right and run through the gap that the guy just left. Right. They were playing undisciplined when, you know, that, that's kind of how the touchdown got scored was when they swept to the left and threw the ball to the left. All the players ran to the ball, yeah. <laughs> leaving the other side pretty wide open yeah. for them to th- make the throwback pass. And so they were, they were playing undisciplined. And there was a lot of passion on the field. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> we'll come back to that word here in a minute. But 
uh, Sneed. Um, he got the 15-yard personal yeah. foul for yeah. slapping the guy in the face. Why would you ever do that, by the way? Slap somebody with a helmet on. <clears throat> and <laughs> he was so frustrated with what was going on. And the player, and you never, they always get the second one. Right. But the other, the 49er guy was like grabbing him and dragging him. Oh, yeah. And he turned around and, and slapped him. Yeah. For dragging him. Right. But that's what the referee saw. Yeah. And he lacked discipline and he was, his emotions were out of control. He was angry. He was frustrated. And, and out of that anger and frustrated, he reacted. Right. And it cost him 15 yards, which then set up the touchdown. And then most famously, um, when uh, the Chiefs fumbled you know, at the three or four yard line. Yeah. Cameras caught Kelsey going over the head coach, Andy <laughs> Reid, chest yeah. bumping him, about knocking him over, <laughs> screaming in his face. Uh, yeah. And that anger, that frustration was boiling over in that first half. Yep. Then they come out in the second half. And everything was different. Yep. In the second half, they were back to what they do best. They were running the ball up the middle. Yep. Making decisive throws, not looking for the big bombs down the field, just taking what the defense was giving them. And if, you know, the defensive, you know, line moved away, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes ran a couple of times for big gains. Yep. They played disciplined in the second half and they turned the anger and frustration into passion. Right. And what what changes the name we call it? It's the same energy and focus. It's a lot of adrenaline, a lot of you know testosterone, a lot of you know um, just difficulty breathing, <laughs> gritting your teeth. Mm -hmm. But when you direct it at the things you don't control, right? That's when it's called anger and frustration. Right. When you take that exact same energy and direct it at what you do control, then it's called passion. Mm -hmm. And so players poured that energy into hitting harder into doing their assignments better into cutting their routes sharper into holding the ball, squeezing it high and tight as they ran. They, they shifted that emotion from anger and frustration to passion. Yep. And, you know, first half of the season, they were disciplined enough to make the shift for the second half. They looked at what was going wrong. It's not working. Let's, first half of the game what's going wrong it's not working second half so throughout the the super bowl throughout the season you you saw on display discipline and passion oh absolutely and that's what we can learn from yep to me the difference the real difference maker in this that can connect life for us was not just the adjustments that were made but also the who it was that was making the adjustments you know what it was that we all need we need to be open to some good coaching mm -hmm. and it was good coaching through the season and the small on a smaller scale in the super bowl first half second half the adjustments that they made were incredible sure and if you listen to that interview with uh with Andy Reid after the game, mm. and he, he talked about, you know, Kelsey. Everybody want to know about Kelsey. Right. When they asked Reid about Kelsey's outburst, and, and they referred to it as an angry outburst. Yeah. <laughs> and if you Well, because it was. 
Well, if you caught what Andy Reid did, you're talking about good coaching. Right. If you caught what Andy Reid did, he didn't accept their term. Right. He rephrased the statement. He yep. reframed the thought. From negative to positive. And he said he was passionate. Yeah. <laughs> and because he is thinking in terms of my player is passionate about winning. Right. He doesn't get mad at him. Right. And you can't do anything with anger, but you can refocus and coach passion. Yeah. And so it's not just that Kelsey was angry and out of control. He may have been in that moment because he was directing that energy at his coach, who he can't control, about a play that's already in the past. Yeah. And Andy Reid looked at him and calmly responded and then said something during halftime. And they came out the second half pouring that passion into the things they control. And uh, Kelsey's best portion of the game, second, second half. half. Not even close. Not even close. He got himself under control, yep. used that passion to yep. run his route better, you know, read the, the, the coverages better, mm-hmm, yeah. grip the ball, hit the people. Yep. He played much better in the second half because he was channeling all of that energy into passionate play. Yeah. And Reed recognizes this. You know, the, he came at him angry. No, he was passionate. Sure. Passionate, he can coach. Right. And so that's why he looks at it as passion. Then he gives it back to the player as passion, which then allows him to communicate to the player, here's the changes to make. And then they have the discipline yeah. to make those changes. Yeah. I guarantee you at halftime, <clears throat> there was some conversation that was had personally between Coach Reed and Kelsey. And he probably said something like, listen, I love your passion, but it needs to be a controlled burn. Right. <laughs> and so it's a, right now it's an out of control wildfire. Let's just keep the passion, but it's, let's make it a controlled burn. That same fire can either destroy or it can be something that builds. Sure. And it can be something that renews. And so that, that passion, I, I do love how he took that and he took something that the media could have taken and just run with oh, and yeah, he yeah, yeah. immediately squelched it and said, no, man, he's a passionate guy. Yeah. I, I'm a passionate guy too. I love that about him. And so, yeah, he's a great, he is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. And there's a, a, a famous line. Uh, it'll be famous if it wasn't famous when it was <laughs> yeah. said, but yeah. how did he refer to his players when they were asking him about, you know, how the game went, he said, you know, when they stopped playing like a jabroni man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were able to turn the game around. Yeah, that's and good. so I don't know how many people know what the phrase jabroni means or the term jabroni means, mm-hmm. but it means a foolish or a contemptible person. Yep. <laughs> so when they stopped playing like fools, right they were able to turn the game around. Yep. And what does the Bible say about fools? It says something about going as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. And yeah. so a fool does not have discipline. Right. A fool does not learn from the past and make changes for the future. Yeah. A fool does not channel their energy away from anger and into passion. Yeah, a fool is out of control. fool is out of control. Out of control burn. And. You know, when we stopped playing like jabronis, man, yep. we were able to turn the game around. Yep. And and so the, the two concepts that 
you know, when you watch the game, how do you get down 10 points? How do you, you know, make those mistakes um, and still stay in there fighting and struggling all the way to the last few seconds of the game because you have passion and discipline. And, and so the thing that makes the Chiefs successful and Chiefs we're talking about today, but, you know, there are a lot of successful people out there, but the, the thing that made the Chiefs successful was they understood how to be disciplined and how to be, how to channel their energy into a passion. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we can learn from. Because when you think about what football players do, how they go about their season, you know, day in, day out, the work they do. You saw the quarterback show on Netflix. Yep. And the daily commitment. Yep. Four a was it Kirk um, Cousins? Is it Kirk Cousins? Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Yep. Yep. The four a.m. ice bath. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's discipline. Yeah. That takes commitment. That takes discipline to get up and go to the. It's one thing to have passion, but without that discipline, I heard it said this way: passion without discipline is like a kitchen table with no legs. <laughs> You're just on the floor. <laughs> That's the reality, and so you got to have that discipline. And that is honestly for this year, 2024, that's what I'm finding. And a lot of it is coming from our conversations uh, and uh, that I'm being challenged with and I'm experiencing discipline. Discipline. I'm finding how important the daily discipline is. Sure. Win today. Let's just focus on today. Wake up in the morning. First decision you make, win it. Make sure that you're moving forward make sure that's a negative or a positive uh decision that you've made and you're going to win you you stack little wins like first down second down third down you stack those little wins that lead to victory perfect and so i've been finding myself going to the gym regularly hey i get up at 4:20 in the morning whoa and i've been going regular and i'm but i'm winning right out of the gate i'm winning right at the start and i'm only concerned about today I'm going to stack this day, and then pretty soon I'm going to have months of wins each day. And so, but it's discipline. I've always been passionate about the idea of being in shape and like really good shape. The idea of being healthy. Passionate about the idea doesn't get you anywhere. (laughs) Because again, you're just on the floor. You're on the floor. On the floor. The discipline is what helps us to be passionate in it because we can control we can control whether or not we are winning or losing that's the thing we give it away every day when we decide not to get out of bed when we decide to eat this that's not healthy at all all these little things that's the the, the eating thing by the way what is this right here that is <laughs> <laughs> is it super healthy <laughs> it is gluten free Banana bread. Oh, dude. Tish got this for you. I love banana bread. Gluten-free banana bread. And because it's gluten-free, win. Win. That's a winning. Winning. And that's, you know, I have here one, two, three, four, five tips to develop self-control. Bring it on. Discipline. Passion. I'm going to eat this bread while you talk. First, don't define the second half by the first half. Ooh, that's good. You know. And again, go back to the Chiefs' win. First half, horrible. 
They stunk it up. They're getting in trouble. They're they're you know getting fouls. They're um, game game's over. There's no way we're gonna. Right. It's not going well. Yeah, we're gonna lose. We bad game plan. Right. Can't. They're better than us. They're better than us. Can't do it. No. We tried. Oh man. No, you don't define the second half of the Super Bowl by how the first half of the Super Bowl went. And they've done that in all three Super Bowl wins. Come back from 10 points down? Yes. So why do we do that in our life? Exactly. Why do I say, well, I can't do this or I can't do that or my life sucks because 10 years ago this happened. You can't define the second half of your life based on the first half of your life. Nope. You are a new person today. Mm. The moment you wake up, you're a brand new creation. Mm-hmm. Breath came back into your body, came into your mind. Now, what are you going to do with the second half of your life? Mm. And that starts today. Today. So somebody you, says, Lord. you know, you're a loser. Why do you say that? Because you failed at this, this, and this. Yeah, but you watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a winner tomorrow. Oh, yeah. What? Why not? I'm a winner today. I'm a winner today. That was then. This is now. Yep. That wasn't me. That was that was Lance. This is Dr. Parker. I'm not that person anymore. I can't define PhD. my second half based on the first half. Nope. Or nothing would ever get accomplished. Yep. So don't define the second half of your life by the first half. Recognize that you have a chance every morning to start over and begin anew just like the halftime of the Super Bowl. Don't let past failures rob you of your belief that you can be successful. Boom. And again, it's a second half, first half kind of thing, but when the wide receivers for the Chiefs this year were dropping the ball, dropping the draw ball, dropping the ball, what did Mahomes say he was going to keep doing? Just going to keep throwing the ball. Going to keep chucking it at him. Yep. And just because you failed once, just because you failed 20 times, doesn't mean you will fail the next time. Now, I guarantee you will fail the next time if you're telling yourself you will fail, then yeah, you're going to fail. If you're defining, you're predicting your future success based on past failures, you're still going to be a failure. Yeah. So you can't let old failures define your new success. Yep. That's why scripture says that we're to take captive every thought. It's, that's where it starts. Mm Mm-hmm. Take captive the thought of the negative, take the negative thought and toss it out and then move forward with passion there and is discipline. A, there's a world happening around you. It comes to you through your perceptions. Perceptions are thoughts. You control your thoughts. Take captive those thoughts, your perceptions, how you perceive, and you will change how you view the world. You will change how you view experiences. You will change how you perform. Third tip. Don't lose focus because things are not going the way you planned. Mm -hmm. Don't get all frustrated. Instead, focus on what you have control over and pour all of your energy into being the best that you can be. Be passionate. Yeah. In those moments, don't go all jabroni. Yeah. (laughs) Don't go like the dog back to the vomit. Know that, that, listen, this is going to be a... Peaks and valleys experience. That's what life is. But you just go steadily right through, right through the middle. Don't get too high on the peaks. Don't get too low on the valleys and just go right through the middle confidently with passion and discipline and just keep moving one day at a time. Keep moving forward. 
and we are so impressed with people, and, and this is what they do. You know, the, the the Chiefs, the Super Bowl wasn't going the way they planned. Yep. And so they adjusted to a new plan. Yeah. And they didn't get all bent out of shape because the plan wasn't working. Right. Uh, Roger, the guitarist, uh, went up to him after church one day. He's like, man, that was so amazing. He said, I broke a string. <laughs> <laughs> Barely noticed. Barely. I didn't notice. I mean, it's like. Yeah, <laughs> he adjusts. It's not that's not the plan, right? He didn't plan to break a string, right? But just because things aren't going as planned, he didn't quit, give up, pack up his guitar, go home. Yeah, he adjusted. Man, I can't tell you how many people that I have uh, been in contact with <clears throat> over the years who have come to me just in a panic because they lost their job, and then depending on how they received whether that was going to be a mountain or a molehill. See, we're real, really good at making mountains out of molehills. Whether that was going to be a mountain or a molehill truly depended on how they were going to succeed moving forward. Sure. And the people who just said, okay, it's, it's just a molehill, they ended up getting better jobs. I can't tell you how many times I saw, I've seen somebody because they, they approached it positively. Sure. They were they were disciplined in their thoughts. Sure, they weren't they weren't going to allow this to defeat them. They ended up better off. That's how this thing works, right? And so you lost the job. That's done. Good. That's done. You can't do anything about that now. Right. Boom. Now what are you going to do? Exactly. Now how are you going to approach your unemployment? Yeah. I want another job. I want a better job than I had before. I want, yeah. a, this is a chance for me to start over, start with a new company, start a new career. The, what am I going to do with this opportunity I've now been given? Yeah. A, a first half loss, the Chiefs lost that first half, can absolutely turn into a second half blessing. Sure. So how, what's it going to be like for you? Am I going to move you decide forward? That positively. Am I done already? Sure. So many, so many people are just living their lives because they're done. Right. I've already wasted so many opportunities, so many years. I'm already, you know, 70 years old, why 50 years old, whatever. Why, why should I? I'm done. Sure. You're not done. <laughs> if you got a breath in your lungs, God's we, not done with you. We don't have enough time for me to sit here and tell you all the plans that I had in my life that failed. Oh, tell me about it. And if I had at any moment gave in, yeah, you know, so much of my life would not be here today. Yeah, you you can't let you can't lose focus because things aren't going the way you planned them. Right. You have to. Pour all of your energy into controlling what you control today and focus on taking your energy and creating a better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Next one, consistently apply principles and behaviors that are proven to work. Just start with the book 12-2. The book. Four but fundamentals. It, but even, you know... Uh, I'm a big fan when I work with people, I'm a big fan of let's clean up what we can clean up before we dig into deeper stuff. You know, just like cleaning the house, you know, yeah. first thing you want to do is get the big stuff and throw it out the door so you mm -hmm. can see the little stuff, you know, take care of what you can take care of first. And I firmly believe 
I guarantee you firmly believe that if a person will clean up their nutrition, stop their drinking, and dope smoking. I believe it. Yeah. Start exercising. Mm-hmm. Get off Facebook. If they do those four things for two weeks, life will look immensely different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you. it's taking the trash out in your mind the trash that we allow to build up in our minds which by the way nutrition is huge we're when putting, it comes to your we're mental health putting toxins into the soup that our brain is drinking mm-hmm. with with the sugar and the nicotine and the alcohol and the, the thc and the you know non-GMO or the GMO, genetically modified ingredients, the the salt, all this stuff we're putting into our brain. Sugar, sugar, sugar. I mean, everything's got sugar in it. We're loading ourselves down with sugar. We're not giving our brain the things it actually needs to work. The nutrients our brain actually needs to work, we don't get in our regular um, processed food diet. Mm -hmm. And this... I'm not like, you know, an anti-fast food guy. I love fast food. I mean, McDonald's is my favorite, but since I've gone gluten-free, I... I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still love McDonald's, and I wish I could be a guy who could have a Big Mac once in a while. Sure. Moderation. But, yeah, you do those four things. Consistently apply principles and behaviors that are proven to work. These are proven to work. Yep. Scientifically proven. And you know this. Everybody knows. When I worked in the drug rehab centers, first seven days, detox. Sure. And the drug rehab centers, the reason why people go inpatient is not just to stay away from drugs for 30 days. Obviously, that is a key element of what's going on. But they provide what's called milieu therapy. And milieu therapy means environment. Gotcha. And so when they're in treatment, they have to wake up at a certain time. They're fed nutritious food. They they do something healthy in the morning, like go to a group or go to a prayer. And then after that, they go back and clean the room and get ready for the day. And then they come out and they have a group in which they talk about issues. And they may go to another group where they talk about issues. And they go have lunch. And they have a healthy lunch. And they get into a routine. And in the evening... You know, they do certain entertaining things and they have a little healthy snack and then they go to bed at a certain time. It's not just keeping them off drugs. If if that was it, then we'd just throw everybody in jail. That'd be so much cheaper. Sure. Just shove them into a jail cell for 30 days and wait. Right. It's the milieu therapy and the milieu therapy is teaching them a routine, organized, nutritious, healthy life. Yep. And after 30 days, they feel so much better. Yep. It was a halftime adjustment that led to a second half with new disciplines. Sure. And then, but you got to, I mean, obviously, once they leave the milieu environment, the real challenge sets in. But it, again, it's up to them. Consistently apply the principles and behaviors that are proven to work. You just had 30 days yep. where you prove to yourself what works. Right. And so when you leave that environment, the discipline to continue to apply that every single day. You just talked about, you know what works to improve your physical health. 
Yeah. Going to the gym every single day, lifting the weights every yep. single day. Doing that daily is proven yeah. to increase your, your, your body mass, your muscles, your strength. Yep. And it's having the discipline to do the things that are proven to work every single day. Yep. And then the final tip to develop self-control and passion. Stop being a jabroni. <laughs> no jabronis allowed. Get yourself under control. Learn from mistakes. And do what you know is best. Boom. Boom. How many conversations have you had with people where they come to you with a problem and they're like, la, 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 And they will say in the middle of it, I know I should do this, but. Right. They know what to do. Yep. They know what to do. Yep. You want to have self-control and passion. Stop being a jabroni. Yeah. Stop being a fool. Get yourself under control. Learn from your mistakes. And do what you already know to do. <laughs> it's, it's halftime. Okay. Let's make the adjustments. If you make these halftime adjustments. Yep. And still have issues, then go to therapy. You bet. But if you make all these halftime adjustments, I, I am certain 50% or more of the people out there listening to this right now mm -hmm. would experience a great deal of success. You bet. And moving their life forward in the second half. Yep. Define the win and then make these adjustments that sure. will get you what you want. Boom. 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 Good stuff, Doc. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. We are just these guys. It's a good day to have a good day. Woo! I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. Have an awesome week. We're here every week. Join us. Subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>